Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. What is th- is this a podcast? This is it. Uh, Brian. Isn't this weird? We haven't done this in such a long time. It's been a while. We've uh, been doing a lot of different stuff. How how does one podcast? I uh, we have microphones. I think that's a good start. But okay. beyond that, so there's two things going on. It's been a long time since we recorded, and we are no longer in Blondie Studios. I was wondering why everything was a little different. You're wondering why it looked like your apartment. It's <laughs> also wondering why it sounds a little different it, in the headsets yes, here. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, we're we are in that transition stage. We did just lose our studio for. Why don't you it's tell not, them it's, the it's story? It's not Brian? important. I mean, yeah, I, I guess out of for the sake of uh, what's the word transparency, maybe we should uh, let people know what sort of happened I with the pretend studio. Pretend like I don't know why we lost the studio. So, yeah, listeners, uh, it's a little embarrassing, but we uh, broke it all. The mics. The desk, the headsets, the glass, the windows. It was just, it was very bad. So I... I don't want to point fingers, but I mean, I think you know. I was in a sleepy rage, so I don't remember (laughs) everything that went down, anything that occurred. Can you give us like a play-by-play replay on this? It was really just a lot of, I'm Batman, you know, just your usual sleepy rage. Yeah, and Batman, he's very reckless sometimes. (laughs) I'll have to let him know about that. Michael Caine was there. (laughs) You were just doing a lot of impressions, really, (laughs) and then just breaking stuff. I'm guessing Bane and White Morgan Freeman were there. Yeah, and a a beam fell on me, and you said, you know, why do we fall mess to blues? You know, it was great. It was great. (laughs) Did I slur the blues like that? As as the studio was falling down around us. (laughs) So, not only did we get kicked out of the studio, the studio doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) So... We won't be returning there, but hopefully soon we will be back in a, a more official studio. We will find a place that is not my apartment. Yeah. But we apologize, listeners, for how long it's taken us to get this out to you. We yes. know it's it's a dark place yeah. out in the podcast world if you don't have podcasts. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I mean, I think we've sort of let um, the hubris get to our heads. Like, now that we are making all this money with the podcast and all these movies, you know, it was easy to just be like, eh. We can miss a week. It doesn't matter. But uh, we learned very quickly. Bradley Cooper is a huge fan of this podcast, yeah, and he does not down our like door. it when we miss our biweekly release. Yeah. He came to my apartment here, knocked on the door, hit me with a crowbar. Yeah. And he was doing his rocket voice. And he was doing his rocket voice. He did have a, ple- that was a, a pet tree he was carrying around. Yeah, that's, that was a cute touch. Yeah. I think- it was actually made of clay, which I was a nice homage to our episode that, that starred him. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's why I went in a sleepy rage. Yeah. Because I was a little drowsy that does explain it. after that big bump on my head. Yeah, I can't believe they let him into our studio. Anyway. Uh, do you want to tell people who you are, Brian? Uh, I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodley. And we are your hosts of the Silver Screen Redemption. Yeah, that's right. We come here and we attempt to podcast after we've missed it for three weeks yeah. or something like that. 
Um, what we actually do is we take your favorite movie franchises and make subjectively necessary sequels. On that note, I think we should just jump right into the movie making business since yeah, we haven't made one in what feels like forever. Been a long time. Um, where do we start? I mean, Fandango is our old friend. Who, I, do we go straight to our we friend keep Fandango? Chaining up Unchained? Fandango. We need to leave him unchained. Yeah, let's unchain. So let's unchain Fandango. Fandango. Again. Um, I've got it here right now. I'm looking at. Little behind the curtain nod here. We're recording this on the Fourth of July, and as I'm looking at this, I see the first Purge now playing in theaters. That's patriotic. That is very patriotic. It's like a libertarian dream. Brian, what do you think the first Purge does? What do they do in the first Purge? Okay, so I've never seen a Purge movie. I didn't know that they could do more than one movie. The concept is basically that there's no laws for a day, right? Yeah. You can do whatever you want, and there's no consequences. You can shove crayons up your nose. Is that in one of them? Or are you just making that up? There's no laws. You're just saying what you would do. Maybe. (laughs) Um, So the first Purge, I assume, is a prequel. Where they Um, they sit down and have the idea. What if we had to purge? Actually, the the other Purge movies were all in one's head. And he came up with the great idea of, oh. okay, this is what works, this is what not, doesn't, done, did, don't do, works. Uh-huh. And so now the first purge is the actual real one in real life. It's a documentary. Oh, interesting. Okay, that makes sense. That's why you haven't heard from Baltimore in a little while. Yeah, I've been meaning to check on that. Usually I get my Baltimore updates, but yeah. I haven't been getting them. They're, they're purged. Okay. Um, that could be interesting. So, okay, wow. Wait, are you messing with me? That that feels like you're messing with me. No. Okay. The title Google of the first Baltimore purge. Baltimore right now. <laughs> the title of the if first purge. If it doesn't show up, it's not because feels... my Wi-Fi doesn't work. It's because Baltimore doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, my computer is not even a, a connected to your Wi-Fi. So yeah. I'll just the, have to trust you. There you go. Um, we've got another movie here. It's called Sicario, Dave the... Sicario Day of the Soldado. I can That's actually. What's his face? Thanos, right? Yeah, it's Thanos and the Collector uh, going against the Mexican cartel. Huh. Do you ever play that game in your mind while you're watching a movie where you. Imagine the purge? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I was going to say where you replace the actors in the movie with characters that they play in other movies. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, in that. this one, I definitely think Sicario Day of the Soldado would be significantly better. If it was Thanos and the Collector, just, you know, he felt a little bad that he had to wipe out the Collector, but I do think he needs the Collector to go fight drug lords. I think that's what he does. I mean, Thanos, I think Thanos would be opposed to drug lords. I I think he's all about those stones. He's not about the drugs. Yeah. What if I did that a lot with uh, the murder on the Orient Express. That's the only way I could keep the characters straight. Oh, so you've got... Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Hitting uh, it off with Ray. With Ray. And well, that's a dynamic duo, right? That is there. a dynamic duo. Uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. And yes, that's how you pronounce his Lockhart. name. Lockhart. Goes around. <laughs> J.K. Rowling did announce. Yeah, you've all been saying it wrong this whole time. It's <laughs> it Voldemort and it's Lockhart. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was one of Lockhart's books from the Harry Potter series. Yeah. It was, it was called Mort- Mortar on the Orient Express. Wow, the words are not working for <laughs> it's me. It's been a while. I actually would love a uh, an alternate telling of Murder on the Orient Express, but where you realize that Poirot 
which is correct. Yes, uh, raw. Um, what if we just was faking it, finished and taking credit this whole for episode it. in different accents? <laughs> I'm Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, that's pretty good, Gilbert. Jafar, what are we gonna do today? <laughs> is the yeah, voice of Jafar anyone that. I know who it is? Uh, probably not. Um, I mean, there was talks about Benedict Cumberbatch playing him, but I think that's a little whitewashing, so I think yeah. they're gonna steer clear of that. Yeah. Um, I believe that Jasmine is also Indian, which that's like almost as bad as us in our, <laughs> that's in, like in our, our Aladdin, level of our ignorance. Kumail Nanjiani is Aladdin. Uh, no, I think it is Kumail Nanjiani is Aladdin because there's no other Indian actors out there. Just... Well, they shouldn't be Indian, right? They should be. <laughs> He's Pakistani. Right. But like it's Middle Eastern. That's a different one. Are they? <laughs> yes. I'm just joking. I'm not okay. actually that racist. Okay. People. I'm sorry. I, I we, didn't mean to touch. We learned prod buttons. <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani and Kevin Costner taught us that racism is bad. It is very true. We try not to be that ignorant. We apologize in advance. Um, it does not always work out. Yeah. So back to Murder on the Orient Express. I think that's a rich vein for some reason. Yeah. I didn't feel like Murder on the Orient Express was a rich vein when I first saw it. But now that we're talking about it, I'm kind of psyched about it. I'm I'm kind of into the whole bringing back the parlor murder mystery idea of yeah. uh, just 10 suspects 10 to 12 who's it gonna be let's have a little scene with Pro-ro. Pro-ro. um what if i told you this i'm just looking at our unchained fandango here what if it was a murder mystery on a dinosaur island like a jurassic one like a jurassic mystery i would get behind that yeah what if chris pratt is our pro Chris Pratt and Poirot. You know, we're really just playing into our last franchise, right? It's very detective-centered. Yes, but I want this to be multiple suspects. Because the last one is just like, where's the brain? we got to find the brain. I want this to be, we're going to get a star-studded cast. Um, they're going to be all trapped and confined into a bottle train or a bottle room or yeah. a bottle episode. Maybe we're making a TV series here. Okay. And it is the Prar-Pratt uh, uh, episodics. Okay. No. I, I like the idea of doing a big star-studded thing. I don't know if I'm still into the detective. Yeah, yeah. Now that we finished talking about it, we're just repeating ourselves over and over again. I like the Jurassic World thought, though. We were talking about Jurassic star World at our barbecue Jurassic today. What, what if I swing this by you? Survivor. Jurassic World edition. Okay. What if this is our first reality TV turned movie movie? I don't think it's been done. So. I don't think so. Yeah. I do want Chris Pratt on this. Um, I'm just getting... And Jeff Probst is definitely in there. Jeff Probst. He... So is it is it is it going to be a reality movie in that like we just don't know what's going to happen? It's just going to play out in real time and we'll edit it to make it into a I, story? Yeah, I think it's definitely Blair Witch style. Okay. Uh, well, that's just... That's like pretending it's impromptu. Are this are we saying it is impromptu and like it is impromptu okay like i think you have this many stars you have cgi dinosaurs running around which the twist in this i think they are hamming it up for the screen like oh look at the dinosaur yeah, and they're just yeah. pretending it's there there's actually dinosaurs on this island and they're trying to convince us as audience that's gonna be that rough on the budget it will be rough but i think it's worth it yeah um, for like me, I said, we've been doing very well lately. There could be real dinosaurs, for all we know. Yeah. I haven't been to any islands off of the coast of Costa Rica. Right. So they could be there. 
Um, I'm just going to go down the line here in Fandango for our star-studded cast. Okay. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise could be in there. And he's wearing Top Gun attire. Okay. Like, he is going in as the cocky pilot. Well, what if that's what it is? What if they, they get to pick one of their past characters? Because this is a... We're acknowledging they're celebrities, right? Like, yeah. And I think there is this Hunger Games aspect where there are supply drops given to them based okay. off of how well they do. In this case, it is them how well their performance as their character is if people are really okay. getting into it oh you know what we'll get you a fighter jet yeah because you're maverick okay this is actually really interesting as a as a reality series okay i like this so jeff probes is definitely the raptor trainer here yeah um and i think chris pratt is trying to suck up and be like oh i want to be just like you jeff probes i want to teach the dinos so he chooses his his owen grady character rather than star lord which is who i would pick if i were him what if he's season three Parks and Rec Andy okay. Dwyer and he does put all the weight back on? Yeah. Very schlubby Andy. And he is riding a raptor and the raptor is having a hard time because he is a little heavy. <laughs> That's a now. very funny image. Um, that happens. Uh, old Tom Cruise is now Ma- Maverick. Returning as Maverick. Okay. Paul Rudd or Evangeline Lilly. What if Evangeline Lilly comes back as Cinderella? Was she Cinderella in something? She was Cinderella in Cinderella 2015. Really? I'm pretty sure. That doesn't sound right to me. No, I wouldn't on that. She's blonde, isn't she? The Cinderella? It, it's called Wigs. Yeah, but is it really her? No. It's I, really her. I wouldn't know it was her. No, I'm looking it up. Pretty sure it's her. Nope, I'm super wrong. Yeah, I thought I thought maybe you might be on that one. <laughs> but she definitely is the red <laughs> elf from The Hobbit. Yeah, she is. And she's also Kate from Lost, which is who I would pick if I were her. Oh, well, that's going to help but, you on an island. But she has too much of an advantage. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I don't think we can pick Lost characters. Yeah. Besides, she would only not actually be alive. What if she is her character from Lost and she's not really there? Like she she's thinks she's there and she's trying to interact with everyone, but everyone ignores her because she's actually dead. You know, that's not how it ended, right? That's I, how people no. have misread the ending of Lost. She, they weren't dead the whole time. I haven't actually seen a single episode. Of oh, OK. Lost. Yeah, they were not dead the whole time. Okay. I, I like really want to put that to bed in this version. They are. In the in, in there are big parts of season six, of the last season where that is true, I think. So I'll allow it. Like, um, you want to get that PSA out there. She is a police officer in the Lizzie McGuire movie. What? Do you, do you I just think, watched that. Do you think? I literally just watched the Lizzie McGuire movie and I didn't notice that. Do you think that would be helpful at all? I think it would. That's some authority. Yeah. Um. She. I could see her being the chief of her tribe. Her. Yeah. Survivor yeah. Jurassic World edition tribe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she's definitely not Cinderella. She I'm sorry about isn't. that one. <laughs> Who is it? Um, Lily James. That's where I got the Lily. There was a Lily. Okay. I'm just getting my Lilies mixed right. up. And Maybe she, Lily Potter is in. Nope. Nope. I'm just spitballing L- now. Lily Potter, the fictional character from yeah. Harry Potter? Okay. <laughs> um, There's also <laughs> someone named Holiday Granger in the movie Cinderella. So, so I definitely think Samuel Jackson from Incredibles 2 is in this he has a plethora of characters to pick from okay yeah um what's your favorite jackson Uh, i mean other than jackson actually 
uh, yeah, we can't do our own movies. Right. I think that's a little biased. Um, it's probably Nick Fury. Nick I haven't Fury. seen a lot of his other ones. Maybe a Snakes on a Plane could be good. Uh, Having access to snakes seems handy. I think that is exactly what he does. He's probably got mind power over is, snakes. I've never seen the movie. He makes his home in a crashed plane, yeah. and he has snakes guarding it from any intruders yeah. and or dinosaurs. Because as he, we all know, dinosaurs are very scared does of Does he have some mental connection with the snakes and snakes on a plane? No, I think he's trying to fight them. I think so. But now, but he, now he controls them. He's learned to master the art of snake <laughs> okay. sorcery. Good. He's the a snake sorcerer. Uh, what so is his name? I think it's just Samuel L. Jackson, because that's the <laughs> most stereotypical Samuel L. Jackson role. Yeah. Um, Sicario, do we want Josh Brolin or Benicio del Toro? <sighs> let me let me pit the two arguments here. Benicio del Toro, he could either be the collector and collect yeah. all of them and put them in cases and win. He could be the stuttering man from Last Jedi. DJ. And, and not get take a, side. a lot of audience members tearing him apart. Because yeah. they're so mad at what they did to Princess Leia floating in space. Yeah. Because he's somehow responsible for that. Or we could go with Josh Brolin. Now, Josh Brolin, you probably get the Coen brothers supporting him. And all the indie artistic people on his side. Yeah. The other thing you get is he can evolve into Tommy Lee Jones based off of his character from Men in Black 3. Okay. So I think he has okay. all, that, like, that the noisy handy. cricket. He's got the neuralizer. He can make the dinosaurs forget they were trying to eat him. Yeah. What if he's just Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> <laughs> it's Josh Brolin playing Tommy Lee Jones. I think, no, but if you're old Tommy Lee Jones, you're not going to do all on an island. What if he's Tommy Lee Jones? What if he's playing... Old Tommy Lee Jones playing young Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive, and he is hunting down everyone. Okay. He is the enforcer who gets all the renegades hiding in the jungle. So Josh Brolin gets to play someone he's never played before, just because he did play the same character as that actor who did actually play that character. Yes, okay. and the person he's playing is now acting old, but acting younger. Okay. Okay, so Josh Brolin gets to play the guy from The Fugitive. Yes. Not Harrison Ford. Okay. Um, okay. We get Harrison Ford in the mix. He probably would say no. He would probably say no. The rest of these people we, are totally on board, but he's going to say we no. We can get a cameo of him like watching the show okay. from his nice, luxurious living room. Maybe from his, oh, yeah, the helicopter, though. It, he's probably flying around watching all this. Yeah, maybe he. maybe he'll be like... One of the assists that they can get, right? What if Harrison Ford was always a little bitter towards Steven Spielberg that Spielberg went with Sam Neill over Harrison Ford to be in Jurassic Park? Because Harrison Ford seems like a pick for that role. Yeah. Sam Neill, Give uh, the timing, I love right? you, Sam Neill, but yeah. you're basically a diet Ford. Yeah. Um, Hotel Transylvania 3. <laughs> We we do need Adam Sandler in this movie. As Dracula. That's a must. Adam Sandler. <laughs> I, think... I like the idea of him playing a CGI character, but he does not get the CGI. I do like this We're spending image. all the CGI budget on the dinosaurs. I do like this image of people uh, having like their personal one-on-one -on -one shots and talking to the camera. And then Adam Sandler sneaking up behind a log <laughs> trying to bite their necks. Uh, and he gets some kind of bonus for biting necks, even yes. though he's he's not a vampire. He's not. A I'm going to go on the record and say that Adam Sandler is not a vampire. <laughs> I think, if but he'll get a supply box. Right, if or he something. bites exactly two necks in a day, he is 
prevented from being eliminated. That's part of the contract. Yeah. Uh, skyscraper with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. All right. I, I, I'd put a skyscraper on this island. <laughs> Which skyscraper? <laughs> the one from the movie Skyscraper. But that one's on fire. That's not going to be doing well. Maybe that's the ticking clock, right? Like we need some some urgency. Because I, I think for I think for a TV series, Survivor works. If we're doing a movie, there needs to be something putting more pressure on. What if there's a skyscraper in the middle of the island and that's the only safe place from the dinosaurs? Yes. So the dinosaurs are trying to protect it. Um, these are very smart Jurassic Park 3 raptors. Yeah, okay. Like they know how to coordinate and speak to each other and everything. Okay. They are protecting the skyscraper. And at the top. Because they know that as soon as someone's in the building, they're not going to get eaten by raptors. It's going to be hard. Unless it's the raptor that basically spends all of Jurassic World 2 in a building. And that might be the final boss that they have to fight. Okay. Is run through a burning building and fight that raptor. But if they get to the top, Harrison Ford is waiting with the helicopter to fly him off. That's it. That's that's right. Okay. Um, And I think uh, John McClane is there. Oh, for sure. That's a, in the in the skyscraper. Yeah, um, I think he's the one who set off the bomb. Yeah, that made the skyscraper burning at this point. Yeah, um, it's a good crossover. I'm there's a portrait this. of Alan Rickman just because, just in his honor. That's nice. Um, Uncle Drew is a movie that's out this week. It sure is. Is Shaquille O'Neal in that? He might be. I know it's Kyrie Irving is the main one. Okay. Um. The way that Google told me about it this week, I got some Google alert about it, and it told me, hold on, I need to look this up. Uh, My Google alert told me, Uncle Drew with Nick Kroll is in theaters. I looked at the poster, Nick Kroll is like peeking in the side of the poster. (laughs) I can't even see Nick Kroll on this picture. He's the white one. Yeah. I I think it's because I've searched things... On Parks and Rec, right? Things that Nick Kroll is on. But for some reason, it was like, hey, Uncle Drew with Nick Kroll is out. You should go see it. <laughs> All right. That's, I didn't that is see very specific marketing. Yeah. If they're like, I mean, I've never, oh, Googled this is Kyrie, a white Kyrie guy Irving using this, or whatever their name is, using this system. Let's give him the white character's name, the one white character that might attract Hey, him. Brian's white. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, no, Nick Kroll's definitely not in this. He's not. He's just not. <laughs> I don't want Nick Kroll in this. Do you, I don't like Nick Kroll. He's not a good person. I don't think I enjoy he, him. He's probably a, actually a good person, he, but I don't like the characters he plays. He's okay with John Mulaney, but I love John Mulaney. So John Mulaney kind of vouches for him, but I don't enjoy his work. So we're definitely going with Kyrie Irving on this one. Kyrie Irving is going to be in it. And I think, I think Shaquille O'Neal will be his assist. What if we do another Josh Brolin playing younger Tommy Lee Jones okay. playing fugitive character? What if Kyrie Irving is playing the classic Shaquille O'Neal character, Kazam? And or Kyrie Shazam. Irving. What? Is it Shazam or Kazam? I think it's Shazam. I think you're right. Okay. But it's now Kazam because it's Kyrie. Whereas okay. Shazam was Shaquille. Okay. Um,. Kyrie is definitely a genie in this movie. Is Kyrie Irving a basketball player? Uh, he de- he most certainly is. Okay. I thought he I'll might I'll teach be. you sports one day, okay. Brian. Yeah. You're teaching me movies, and then <laughs> then when we start our sports podcast. <laughs> we'll do an <laughs> NBA Outsiders podcast. Um, it'll be called the, the Full Court 
Press Redemption. Yes. And we'll recast basketball teams. <laughs> we'll we'll have one episode per draft, and that's it. Uh, speaking of teams, the last movie I've got here on the list is Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8, okay. Have um, you seen that? Oh, nope. I take that back. There's another movie I want on here. Tag. Okay, So tag. let's get Ocean's yeah. 8 and Tag. Some Someone from there. Um, Ocean's 8 could just be the whole other team they're fighting against. Okay. That they're competing against in Survivor. It, they are, so everything we've done so far is one team. Yes. Plus our tag representative. Plus tag. Okay. And I think tag, it's got to be John Hamm. Yeah. John Hamm is just so charismatic. As Don Draper. Yeah, as Don Draper, yeah. And I think he or, leans... Or the really dumb doctor he plays on 30 Rock. That's a very fun character. But it... If I were me, I would not pick him because it's not very practical. But they could use a medic on their team. Yeah, but he's a bad doctor. He's very dumb. Oh, okay. The whole idea is that he's so attractive that he that everyone gives him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, have you seen John Ham? Yeah. He is like a glazing ham yeah, of he, a man. He's a babe, for sure. If it were me, it'd be Don Draper. If if I were John Ham, he's I'd Don Draper. Draper. He's John Draper Ham. Yeah. Um Ocean's Eight. So we need a. So they're all in. You're saying. Yeah, let's just the take whole the, eight. Helena Bonham all the Carter, girls. Kelly from the office. What's her real name? Um, Mindy. Mindy, Mindy Calling. Yeah. Kate, Kate Blanchett, Blanchett, Sandra Bullock. Anne I Hathaway. enjoyed that movie. It was, it was a good one. I thought it was fun. I think it's my second favorite of the oceans. Of the oceans. Um, I liked thirteen a lot, but I don't remember it. So yeah. I think I'd have. To I just agree. remember Al Pacino does something in that, and that's about it. I just remember not liking twelve. 12's the only one I haven't liked. 12's not good. Um, if there's 12 characters on either team, then we have to stop and or keep going on to 13. I haven't been writing this down. That's okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, before we get into the plot points of our movie, I think we should go to our studio demands and our friends of the show. Okay, perfect. Um, so let's do our, our uh, friend of the show let's first. Let's do our product placement. Yes. <laughs> you, you looked like you were pressing a button, and I thought maybe you were gonna play the, the <laughs> jingle for product placement or something Doo-doo. that we have Doo-doo-doo. what uh i'll work on that okay we'll get a fun little jingle okay if you figure one out before we put this episode out it's gonna go right here okay so our friend of the show today as always um for the last few weeks is edward the app tell me about edward the app i will as soon as i, I really love it, it when you tell me about edward the app um but edward the app write your first novel um it is a web app that helps you write your first novel like i feel like that's all you really need to know but i'll tell you more um what if i wanted to write a novel and i didn't know what to write how would edward edward the app help me basically it helps with two things helps you organize your thoughts get them down right that's the hardest part of starting that's the hardest part of everything in my life right you gotta get started edward's gonna be there for you get things organized Get things flowing. It's got exercises that sort of help you answer questions like, you know, what's your story about? Like, sometimes it's just putting that down. Like, you have your idea. You just got to get something down. And, that, and then it, it takes it from there and says, okay, now what about this? How are you going to do this? And it's it's very nice. So you don't run directly into that writer's block. You're going to have help. And it helps you organize everything. I have from very reliable sources that Jeff Propes, host of Survival would actually be a fan survival's a great new show on, on cbs <laughs> right. maybe that's his reboot version yeah okay um 
from maybe very, survival is the name of this movie. Maybe that's true because we got Jeff Probst, but maybe we didn't get the rights we didn't get the rights to Survivor. Yeah. I think that's very true. Yeah. Jeff Probst, from what I hear, it would be potentially very interested in Edward the App. Here's the thing: we need to write a book that lets him know that. I don't right. think he really knows what he wants to do with his life. He's been stuck on Survivor Island for twenty plus years now. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's never getting voted off that island. He's never been voted off. I think he's just waiting for the right time to become an author. But I, yet, I'd read his book. Yeah, but I bet he's got tons of stories. He's probably to tell. got a lot of writer's block. Yeah, because he has to keep dealing with these whiny island survivors, millennials, all those millennials. <laughs> I, I think he's just sick of the people, but he doesn't know yeah. what to do. I would Edward love to hear help him. the behind-the-scenes stories from Survivor. Yeah, Jeff could do that, and Edward could help. Behind their survival. Because <laughs> he also can't get the rights. Yes. The survivor. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Um, so, yeah. How um, else can Edward the App help someone so famous as Jeff Probst, but someone so not famous as Houston? So, one feature that I think is really cool, it will take what you've written so far. It's actually got an AI engine built into it. And oh, it, will, cool. it will take, it will make a neural network of your own words and it'll guess what your next line could be, right? Like, I don't think it's going to write your whole novel. Maybe it could, but then you, you have to give it credit, right? Then you have to put Edward Edward's name on the title, on the cover of your book. But uh, it can at least get you, like, some ideas based on, like, hey, you've written this way before. And it gives you something back in your own style, which is very cool. So it's basically, like, when I am writing my final 10-page report for my history of technology report in my history class it's like when i go and copy and paste from wikipedia and then rearrange what's written there except i don't have to copy and paste edward will do that it will show me here's what you can say it will copy and and paste wikipedia rewrite that in my own words i don't think it does that but yes um you're on the right track i think okay it's some. It's a more legal version of that. Um, do you want to know the best part about Edward the App or a great part I of it? I certainly do. It's free. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. Like with all these things, you wouldn't expect it. It's free for the basic, but then they've got uh, some other more premium. They've got their premium account for. Ugh, they've got their premium account for three dollars a month and the gold account for ten dollars a month. Um, that basically just. Gives you a lot more storage and uh, the premium features and stuff. So that's like cheaper than most movie tickets these days. Yeah, that's a. I mean, the the highest gold account here. That's a movie pass. We will let you forego watching one of our movies a month. Yeah, to go use Edward the app, we are fine with that. If you need a budget in, times are a little tight. Yeah. Go use Edward the app, and then write us a short story about how helpful it was. Yeah. Um, man, I keep, I think I mentioned this before that gold account gets you 250 megabytes, which is about 125,000 pages of storage on their servers. That's like, that's a lot. It's that's more like a library. So, yeah. So anyway, that's like multiple libraries in a skyscraper sized building. Yeah, seriously. Which the skyscraper does have yeah. in our movie. So wait, it, it has the Edward library. I do want to clarify. <laughs> Dwayne Rock a- Johnson is not in this movie. No, it's we, the skyscraper. It is the skyscraper. He won. Um, which, by the way, I was looking through this and counting up how many people we had on each team. I got through it and I was like, ah, this doesn't work out. We have nine people versus Ocean's eight. No, 
I was counting Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's yeah. not a person. He's not in this movie. It's at all. not. It's the skyscraper. So we have a perfect eight v eight. Okay. In this survival movie, and that's interesting. I mean, I mean the teams thing. I think the teams do get uneven on Survivor because they're voting each other off. Right? Yeah, but we have so. to start at eight v eight. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, um, anyway, go check out edwardtheaf.com and we'll make our movie. Perfect. And here's okay. If you have that stinger, it goes right here. Okay. Okay. Let's do our studio demand then. Good thing we were able to move the big wheel. You didn't break the wheel in your sleepy rage. You know, I I tried. One thing I was able to save. I remember my dreams hitting that as hard as I could, but that thing is unbreakable. And I, maybe you don't remember this. I, I did drag it away from you. Oh, that could. That's, that's why. That's probably it. Um, so sometimes you rewrite history in your own mind, especially when it's in a sleepy rage. Right. So let's go ahead and spin that wheel. Okay. All right. Um, cool. So uh, this is from our studio executive, Douglas McClintock, from the podcast The Gravel Lot. Go check that out. Um <laughs> This uh, is an interesting one for our our island uh, survival show. Bicycles, lots of them, like entire gangs of bicycles. That's the Ocean's Eight is definitely a bicycle. They're gang. a bicycle gang, yeah. And I think that not a is... biker gang, not mo- motorcycles, bicycle bicycle gang. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett actually has a very nice motorcycle that she rides around in Ocean's Eight. Oh, she does. She's going to have a very nice bike. Very nice bike. And she's going to get the rest of her team on super nice bikes. I think the Ocean's 8 team is kind of the, not the main villains, but the initial antagonist to our heroes. Yeah. Our heroes did not get any bikes. And it's really hard to outrun the raptors on your feet. Well, I mean, the the, the bad guys are the raptors. Yeah, they're the, they're the real villains. Yeah. But villain in the reality show sense. Yeah, they're the ones that are pushing our team to. Yeah. They're the competitors. Like like Corn was the the villain on uh, on the on the Bachelor. That that's a great pull. The, exactly the, the season that I have watched. You know what? She actually replaces Aquafina for Ocean's Eight. No, I like Aquafina. We'll keep her. But Corinne is definitely somewhere in this. Yeah. I think she's just running around in the jungle on a raptor. <laughs> okay, that's her. Because she's the villain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I think she's the mastermind behind all this. She really got into reality TV. <laughs> okay. And she is the one who pitched this whole survival Jurassic edition. Yeah. Um, what if she kills Jeff Probst to take over? Plot the show? twist in the second act. I love it. Yeah. We're doing that. Uh, they get together for their tribal meeting. There's a few people off. Like I think Josh Brolin as Tommy Lee Jones actually gets kicked off right at the beginning. No one understands how that works. <laughs> they're it's like, we had to stupid pick, idea. Yeah, they're like, we had to pick our characters, and you got to pick some Tommy Lee Jones character. Josh Brolin is definitely done. I think Aquafina gets in too much trouble. She's stealing things. Yeah. Uh, Helen and Bottom Carter. I think just like no well, social skills. No social skills. She's lays out on an inflatable raft and just kind of drifts off the island yeah. away from it. Uh, she's not voted <laughs> off. She just floats off. She's floated off. People get really tired of Adam Sandler trying to bite their necks. Yeah, Sandler, I, I don't think he ever leaves, though. I don't think they're able no, to get him off the around, island. No, he's but he's been voted out. 
but he dodges security. He, he still keeps trying to do interviews with the camera. Adam, you're not on the show anymore. <laughs> That's a whole side story. You can see security chasing him in the background. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah, those four have been eliminated. He does keep doing his Dracula voice, though. Yes. They come to a joint council meeting. And Ooh, uh, they're waiting, uh, and they're uh, waiting, uh, uh, and they're that's... like, where's Jeff? Out of the jungle pops Kren. Is this the first time we see Kren? Yes. Okay, good. We see a shadow of her, like, getting rid of You're Jeff getting hits, but you don't know it's her. You don't know it's yeah. her. Yeah. Um, the whole time, she's just looking at the camera, like, I know what's up. Like, yeah. you you know what happened. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, this is reality TV to a whole new level. And I think maybe Jeff Prose is, I think maybe he's stabbed with a rose, and that's sort of our hint. Like, oh, yeah. rose. Maybe it's like a bachelor thing. It's a crown of roses. People who are really paying attention are like, hmm. Maybe Bachelorette. Maybe Bachelor, Bachelorette. Um, I think up to this point, it's a lot of just like build a canoe and see who can race with the canoe the fastest yeah. sort of skills. Now Corinne comes in. It's crazy. It's it okay. It turns into the Bachelor. <laughs> so, yes, it becomes a dating. <laughs> Um, but I it's, was it's bachelor- say, like, yeah, now they're stealing raptor eggs. Now they're having to wrangle a brachiosaurus. No, I like the dating app. Maybe they have to it. date the raptors. No, that's that's nothing. We can't do anything with that. Uh, I think the raptors are symbolic for society and I how think, rough yeah. it can be to date yeah. when there are predators nipping at your heels yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think that's the direction it goes, and then it very much turns back into. So it's basically Bachelor in Paradise, dinosaur skyscraper. Bachelor in Paradise, but with dinosaurs. Yes, and for a, a little bit. I, I like the idea that this is only a temporary thing, and then it's like, oh shoot, now we actually have to deal with the dinosaurs. I think by the time it gets real cringeworthy, that's when Jeff comes back from the dead, kills off Corinne. Yeah. And it's back to normal, but he's a little jaded at this point, and he's like, you know what? We're ending the show early. Uh, real dinosaurs are loose. On the map, yeah, you have to get to the skyscraper. What? Find Harrison. Get out. How are we going to elevate the dinosaurs? Because it seems like Jurassic Park. You always got to elevate the the threat somehow. Um, How do we do it? I, I have actually Cor- haven't seen the second Jurassic World. What if yet. Corinne is half dinosaur at this point? Okay, they have learned how to fuse dino DNA into a regular human. Okay, and they were looking for volunteers. She would super be on board. Yeah, with that. she gives the attention and the yeah, yeah. Um, so by the time she kills Jeff probes with a rose and like it, he bleeds a little bit, but then he actually dies cause he, she bites his face off. Yeah. The just rose kind of anticlimactically just yeah. like, Hey, nibble, nibble. Maybe he's on the toilet and just like a fun throwback. Yeah. I like this image of Adam Sandler trying to sneak up on Jeff Probst <laughs> to bite his neck while he's on the toilet. And then he sees Corinne out in the distance, like, running at Jeff. Oh, no. And then he's like, oh, no. And then he flies <laughs> off. He can fly? Like, he turns pretends into a, to fly. Yeah, he, he thinks he can fly. He's the one who gives, he tells everyone, like, hey, there's a crazier threat on the island. They're like, no, no. What Half dino, half you, human. Why are you, you still here? About? Why are you still here, Adam? Yeah. Yeah. He's the reluctant hero in the end. Yeah. Because he has to shed his Dracula persona and save everyone. I Nope. I think he has to keep the Dracula persona. Okay. That's fine. I saved your, your lives. So. Date my daughter. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I haven't seen past the first Hotel Transylvania. Uh, 
Corinne is half dino. And maybe at first they're like, okay, she's just getting into the aesthetic. This is prosthetics and makeup and everything. No, she's secretly like going around and releasing the real raptors and the real T-Rexes out onto the island. And she's getting more and more dinosaur as it goes. Yes. She does propose the bachelor idea. But they are done with it like very quickly. Like Kyrie Irving and Kate Blanchett do not mesh well. Yeah. They just not a good duo. She's a little too old for him. He's a little too baller. Uh, no, I don't think that. I think that's actually a great relationship. They get together in the end. Yeah. Everyone else fails. It's very reluctant at first, but then yes. they they fall in love, obviously. Uh, they're great. By the time they're like, nope, we're done with this. Kryn is like, well, if you don't like that idea, then I guess it's dino frenzy time. Yeah. And she starts chasing them. And that's when they have to get to the skyscraper. Okay. Yeah. That That's always been like a, like in the reality show, that was kind of the like it there wasn't it was understood that there wasn't like a huge threat it was like you have to get to the skyscraper to get the ride home on the helicopter right yeah but now it's like no that is the only way off like you're gonna die maybe the the bet their backup boats have been destroyed now yeah and they really do they need to get up the skyscraper that is on this island yeah <laughs> i still have because harrison ford is there for some like. reason yeah and he can't come down lower because he's terrible he's afraid of snakes <laughs> Sam, just drop your snakes. Michael Jackson is just covered in snakes. No, I can't. I I need these snakes. Yeah, <laughs> it's very important to me. I want to take these mother effing snakes on this mother effing helicopter. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that checks out. That's all canon. Yeah. Um, obviously, only a few of these are going to make it to the end. Right. Right. I think Fat Andy Dwyer sheds off all the LBs. By the end. Okay, yeah. Because it's very hot. So, And this is taking it's, course over maybe a few months. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he embraces the Star-Lord persona by the end. He's done with dinosaurs, does not want to return his own gravy. Yeah. Um, he, he makes it. Yeah. Obviously, Sam Jackson gets to the sky to the top of the skyscraper but he won't because dinosaurs snakes. are scared of snakes yeah but harrison ford won't let him on the plane yeah because he's also helicopter. afraid of snakes yeah that's the one thing that harrison so, ford and dinosaurs have in common yeah so sam jackson stays behind i think that's noble though he dies for his snakes yeah <laughs> he's a good friend to snakes yeah he's probably parcel mouth yeah parcel probably. tongue whatever it is i think uh adam sandler you think he dies but the little button at the end is you see Harrison Ford flying off in the sunset and Adam Sandler sneaking behind to bite his neck because he legitimately believes he's Dracula at this point. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, cause as things become more real, he's like, oh, wait, I must really be. I must really be Dracula. For sure. Yeah. Getting back to the bikes. Yes. Is one of the challenges... That Anne Hathaway decides, you know what? We need to work together against this evil half dino, half human. And she goes through and engineers all the bikes into tandem bikes. Okay. And the third act is just a giant bike race through the jungle, running through dinosaurs. That would Trying rock. to bike upstairs in a skyscraper. Is Corn riding a bike as her dinosaur self? She has too much hubris to okay. ride a bike. Because yeah. she's dinosaur now. She thinks she can outrun them. Yeah. But that's where her downfall is. Okay. That makes sense. That, that all checks out. Yeah. The science checks out. <laughs> I think we're solid. I like, what this... else do you think we need, Brian? Um, We got the bikes. We got the stars. 
we got a reference to an episode of a uh, season of The Bachelor from a few years ago. Yes. Um, that's all. That's it. That's all we need. It is the title of I July. Yeah. How do, how do we incorporate that patriotism into this movie? Because um, I do think this takes place. The climax of this is on July 4th. Um, Will Smith is there. And he says, welcome to Earth. Because <laughs> it's Independence Day. Uh, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Because yeah. Jeff Goldblum does have some ties to dinosaurs. They show up in an alien cruiser at the end. Yeah. And they're like, Will Smith goes, welcome to Earth. And then Jeff Goldblum's like, no, 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 no. It's welcome to Jurassic World. Thanks. No, no. Um, Earth finds a way. Earth finds a way. Whoa, what if the twist is? Okay, here's the twist. They're they're on an island off the coast of Costa Rica, obviously. Yes. But then, they're not actually. And they're actually in America. Okay. And it's an island in the Great Lakes or something. And so, this is nothing. Nope. <laughs> I got a better one. Okay. They get to the island. Or they get to the helicopter on top of the skyscraper on the island. Harrison Ford's flying them off. They go in the back. And what's that? There's some scuffling around in the back. They look. It's Jeff Goldblum. Okay. He's he's just chilling there. And they're like, hey, Jeff. Other Jeff, that's not Jeff Probst. Yeah. What you doing here? And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah, I'm the game maker because that was my role. And uh, okay. I, I picked the game maker from Thor Ragnarok, and uh, I, I wanted to make this game. Where is that his name? The y- game maker. The the game the grandmaster. Ma- the grandmaster. Okay. Game master. I uh, I wanted to uh, play a game with all of you. Okay. And uh, I I'm doing a real good Jeff Goldblum impression <laughs> here. It's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Um, and that's why I released this uh, half half dino, half crazy woman on the island, and uh. I'm Jeff Coldblum, and then he jumps out, <laughs> releases his parachute, um, and it's an American and, flag. Yeah, and you find out that Jeff Goldblum is actually a real evil mastermind in society. How is that patriotic? I don't know. Was that our Fourth of July tie-in? <laughs> no, it's just our it Jeff Goldblum good, tie-in. But, okay, <laughs> perfect. And he in was an in Independence Day. He's so in Independence connected. Day. He jumps off on a parachute. Will Smith picks him up in a plane. Okay, good. and they fly off in space. Okay, good. That's our. Like the end of Independence Day. Yes. When they just fly (laughs) off into space. Exactly. I I think we're good. Yeah, that's it. It's called Survival. Jurassic Edition. Survival Jurassic World Edition. Yeah. All right. Because we did get the the rights for Jurassic World. Yes. But we couldn't get Survivor. We could pay multiple billions of dollars to get the rights to Jurassic World. Yeah. We could not do that for Survivor. Yeah. Money's not the issue. It's not the money. It's, it's just prime. they won't let us. Yeah. And they we want to go on. They want to be the first 100 season TV show. And yeah. I understand that. Yeah, they're getting there. We would just slow them down. Uh, that's good. Brian, what else do we need? Are we done? Um, Yeah, I keep thinking about like, uh, do we need a composer? I think it's just whoever's doing Survivor now. Yeah. I have no idea, but it's them. Yeah. Director? Oh, that's a good question. What if it's just Jeff Probes? And hear me out. Okay. He directs the first act until he dies. Okay. After that, there's no director. And so the cameramen are just wandering around aimlessly. Yeah. And so they're kind of like the second and third act are very disorganized. This sounds like a winner of a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's experimental. Yeah. 
I think is possibly Oscar worthy. I mean, I cried a little bit in this episode. <laughs> um, no, I think it's one third Jeff Probst as director. Okay. And that's all we need. And that's it. Okay. That's it. Jeff Probst and no one. Yes. Okay. Got it. Uh, all right. Let's wrap it up then. Okay. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find us? I do. You can find us on Facebook at the Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen is all one word, as always. Uh, we're on Twitter at uh, Screen Redeem. Not without the um. Without the um. Uh, just at Screen Redeem. We are on Instagram now, also at Screen Redeem. Uh, basically, go to silverscreenpod.com and you can find all of our information there, and we'll point you in the right direction. We've got some good stuff there. I am Brian Perry. You sound so energetic right now. Yeah. I, I think it's that barbecue. Yeah, it's getting to me. Um, I am Houston. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. You sound so tired. Yeah, I'm I think it's tired. nap time yeah. for Brian. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, see you guys. For, yep, bye. similarities to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental.